Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's another episode of the Barnabas Speaks podcast. I am your host, Chloe Brown. And if you're watching this video, this is the first time you're seeing me in this office. This is uh, my wife's office, and I'm blessed that she would let me use it. Uh, we're trying some different things. You see the love on the uh, on the wall. And uh, so, yes, yeah, so I want to welcome you, welcome you. If this is your first time listening. This is a podcast. The Barnaby Speaks podcast is a podcast about encouragement, podcast about empowerment, and a podcast about faith. Uh, and so it's this past, all of August, we were doing... Uh, marriage month with our church, Renewing Life Church, and we have been talking and hitting those points about uh, marriage. So if you have any questions, any comments, any thoughts about love, uh, we will post uh, videos on this YouTube page if you're watching the YouTube page, but also uh, as you, if you've been listening to podcasts, it's been on here. And so I want to thank everyone for the support. I want to thank my pastor, Pastor Luna Rabinell, uh, for just trusting us to be able to do this. So what I want to do is definitely, so if you're in the Raleigh area, or maybe you're not in Raleigh area right now because we're doing social distance church. But if you're in the Raleigh area, you're looking for a church home, you're looking for somewhere to, to put your hand to the plow, I want you to consider uh, partnering uh, to, to partnering with Renewing Life Church. We are nestled, we're currently nestled um, in Southeast Raleigh, but really currently we're uh, nestled on social media. So we have a Facebook page, we have an Instagram, we have a YouTube, and we have a Twitter. And so I just encourage you to just consider uh, visiting with us, consider partnering with us. And so this 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 episode was sponsored by anybody be sponsored by the New Life Church. And so I want to thank my pastor uh, just for his encouragement and empowerment and also allowing us to uh to do what, what we did for the month of August. Also allow him the opportunity to get some rest for prayer and just kind of a reflection. So thank you, Pastor Ralph. So we have been talking about that and I've I've been reading uh so with the ability to, when doing that, it gave me some time to study and to read and to look at a few more things. If you're watching YouTube, you see me yawn a few times. I'm going to sip this coffee and to really begin to study about some things. And so over the month of August, I, I with my brother, pastor, not pastor, elder uh, Kenneth, Kevin Hill, please forgive me, elder Kevin Hill. I said that because I know elder Kenneth. And so Elder Kevin Hill, I said, Pastor's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Uh, but uh, Elder Kevin Hill, my brother, uh, my if outside of my wife, it's probably uh, one of my closest friends. Uh, and so we, we talk every day, we kind of pour over different things. And so I appreciate him. So we have been reading this book, uh, Misreading Scriptures Through Western Eyes. And it was really just a different look. And so as we were talking, we would, and part of the things, like the first section is talks about sex, money, and food. Uh, and it's and that is what we're going to talk about. As you know, that we normally do series. So we're going to break off into this series. I also have some surprises for you. Uh, a couple of people that would like to join the podcast. And so I would like to have them on there. They'll be, be male and female. Uh, and so I want to definitely invite some people on. And we're going to discuss this thing. Uh, I do have some some things coming up and I'll share those as, as it comes along, but I just want to definitely welcome you to this podcast. Welcome to this new episode, Sex, Money, and Food. Uh, one of the things that I, I always remember, I was reading uh, Dave Ramsey's book, and one of the things that he says that he says, two things that your parents had a lot of or had, but never spoke of was sex and money. And we want to kind of tackle a few things. So this subject of sex, money, and food really stuck out to me because it's not something that we, we discuss 
sometimes we get so on the high spiritual things, we don't talk about these things and how does it, how do you equip, and think about how do you equip your children, how do you equip teens, how do you equip uh, singles, how do you equip people for life uh, as they navigate through these things, sex, money, and food, how do you navigate it? Because there's a, there's a lot of misconceptions and this episode is just serving as an introduction and then we're gonna just tackle it. I'm not even sure how long this series is gonna go and uh, I don't think it should be uh, Siri trying to talk to me, uh, so I don't think it should be more than a month. But we're going to we're going to hit those things, and uh, maybe it will be more than a month. Uh, we may carry this out through the rest of the year, Lord willing. Uh, but I definitely want to hit these things: sex, money, and food, because these are the things that we, as a culture, I think about the black culture because I'm black. Uh, not to single it out, but uh, but I am black. I'm unapologetically black. I, I love being black. Uh, it's not the sum total of who I am, but it's very important who I am. But what I am, but my point of saying that is that in our culture, and I think a lot of times it happens in a lot of the low socioeconomic cultures, the low middle class cultures, where we don't talk about a lot of things. And a lot of times it's because our parents don't have time to talk about it because they're working. Uh, we, I am a latchkey kid. Uh, if you don't know what a latchkey kid, a latchkey kid is a person that they, they got it from the latchkey until you had, had the, the key around your neck. And so that's why it was a latchkey kid. And you kind of just go to hide the key. You know what's supposed to you have the key. You're supposed to go home, unlock the door, uh, unlock the door, get in there, lock it, don't open the door for nobody. Uh, that's because you were just kind of like, uh, as I was the older brother, uh, by the time I became this latchkey kid. And so I took I took make sure that my, I got my brother off the bus. Got him off the bus, got him inside, and uh, made, we ate our snacks to make sure we did our homework. Uh, and so that was kind of our life because my mom was at work that night, and some, she worked two jobs. My dad, uh, he, he sold insurance, but he also had other jobs, eyes and head, to kind of make ends meet. So even in a two-family household, it was still required that they were working. So I was the last key kid. And so they were always busy. And I can remember, even as we talk about uh, sex, I can remember my, and I'm probably going to say this again as we begin to break into this, about what we don't talk about inside the church, inside the family. Uh, but I remember my my sex talk, my birds and bees talk was just this. Uh, as a Christian, uh, if this is my dad, and it wasn't like this long conversation, and it's weird because my dad can talk. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, it was if one wait to have wait till until marriage to have sex. But if you can't, make sure you use a condom. Make sure you use protection. That was it. Uh, and it wasn't really, but uh, I guess I will say that I was kind of privileged because it was never "don't bring a baby home" or anything like that. But this is what he was, what he told me, and so that was the, that was the, the total summation of my sex talk with my family and my parents. And and if you think, and I think about church, we barely, we, I don't even think we ever scratched the surface of this because it was something that we run away from uh, inside the church. And so if if we are, if the two places, the two places where this village is supposed to be, where we're supposed to learn this, is the family. The household, uh, your, your immediate, most immediate village, and then the church, which is supposed to be a, a broader village, your, your faith family, and you don't—they don't touch on it. How are you supposed to learn? And so, a lot of times, I, as I did in my undergraduate studies, when I my undergraduate, uh, my major, my degree is in social psychology, and so uh, it's a mixture of sociology and psychology. And so as I did research, there's a lot of people that are specifically in the in the the the, the Christian uh, the Christian 
culture. Uh, there were a lot of parents that were against the comprehensive sex education. So the comprehensive sex education is basically what you learn in school. And so when they talk to you about uh, the everything about, about sex uh, to include uh, protection and they talk to you about uh, sexually transmitted disease, they talk about the, the pathway to, to birth and things of that nature. And so what the so it was just the comprehensive sex education versus the abstinence only sex education. And more people that are on the Christian side of that that coin, they believe in abstinence only education. And the challenge the challenge of this is that it doesn't give you while abstinence only is it's it it is what we're supposed to be striving to as a as a faith group. Uh, and while that's what we're supposed to be striving for and striving towards, the challenge with that is that it does not educate the student, the child, the, the young adult on sex. Uh, and so it does not talk, it, we don't talk about these things. I'm not gonna spend, because this is just an introduction. And so these are the things that, and so we may tackle sex first because I, I know there's something that, that we don't talk about and there's now singles, there's young, there's young teens that are full of these hormones, they don't know what to do with them because we're not having these conversations. But even on the other side of it, even in the comprehensive sex education, it, it is all, it's all a lot of theoretics. It's all about uh, prevention and things of that nature, and it's great because you you, you learn about the human body and the, and the sensations and the the and, and everything that goes forth. But the other side of that, the challenge I believe with that is that it does not speak to the individual, and and the reality of it is that it is not the school's job to do that. That's where you should be able to take home what you learned, talk to your parents, or you should take it to your, your, your faith group. You should be able to walk and talk it through it because there are, there are strong things that 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 people go through, these, these feelings and these emotions, and people that have been touched the wrong way and been raped and, and uh, statutory rape and all these different things and molested. And we, we have all these different things that we do not talk about. And and we do not open up. And because we have this closed door policy when it comes to sex, uh, because we have this closed door policy when it comes to money, and it's not so much closed door policy about food, but we really don't talk about that either. But because we have this closed door policy about these things, people are walking around ignorant, but still having to deal with it. And so that's why we. That's why I wanted to break into this this topic of sex, food, and money. Uh, one, by the, the leading of the Holy Spirit, but we want to talk about these things because these are things that we do not talk about, but these are things that we will have to interact with as, as a, like the faith body. And as, as I told you that I am about empowerment, about, about encouragement, about faith. And so I'm always going to be leading from a faith perspective. And so even in the faith perspective, we do not talk about these things, even though these are something that every Christian must interact with. Even if, let's say, if you, your plan, you don't believe that you're called to be married, and it's just that there are people that are that are called to be to live the single life, and and your your confession, your your profession is that you that that you will not have sex. You still have to deal with the what's the word I'm looking for the the sensation. You still have to deal with the the arousal. You still have to deal with those things, and you still have to to deal with the desire. That comes with this, 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 the, the nature, the, the man nature, the woman nature, the, the human nature of this. And we owe it to every person that, that, that are confessing the faith to deal with it. I was, as we were, what kind of led us to the book, and I got to make an adjustment on this. 
And so what, what kind of led us to this is that I was reading this book, uh, Misreading Scripture Through Western Eyes, and one of the challenges that they said that we have and that we had is, is that we, the Western, we view it through an individualized lens because that's the kind of society and culture we live in. But if we read it in the, from the perspective of the culture or the, where this Bible was written, it was, was not written from a perspective of an individualized lens because it was, it was more community-based, more group-based. And so even in the sense of how they even think about, if you think about uh, trying to abstain from sex, it was a, a group effort, if you will. If they, they believe that if you left a person to, to, to deal with that temptation by themselves, they would more than likely fail because they're trying to deal with it by themselves. But if we did it in a group effort and we opened it up to the group, we opened it up to the, to, to the, 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 the village. We're there to help to equip. So it would not be abnormal for two teenagers, and I'm, I'm, you, this is strictly from the directly from the book, it would not be abnormal for two teenagers uh, going on a date. It would be actually awkward for them to go by themselves. It said that you, why would we even put them into that place where they would have to try to handle that temptation by themselves? Even as young adults, this is this, this, that same thought that we have to, and because we live in such an individualized culture, we believe that. Like, your battle uh, is between you and God. And the fact is that God get this is this is God's confession. It is not right that man should live alone. So we should be living in community in that sense. But because we live in such an isolated and we live in our uh, siloids, siloids, loads, hours that I, I know what I want to say, but please forgive me. Uh, but because we live in these these individualized bunkers, for lack of a better phrase, because we live in that, we we keep all these things private and we're trying to fight these things private. It was never meant for that. I really believe this. I believe that we are meant to live in community. And so we move on even to money is the fact is that those that's something that we just don't, not even just not in the family of the low social economic, not just in the family of the, the low middle class or even the, the middle middle class. Uh, but the, but even as adults, like the fact is that we hold we hold private how much we make. Uh, we hold private whether, whether what we're investing in business and that, and but we there's proof that as you do this together, and as we think about group economics, as you do it together, if you if as you people can people don't even know how to help you because you were living in this this bunker. And the reality of it is that only once again, my only confession, my only my only lesson about money was that as part of this, like, don't get a credit card because you're going to ruin your credit. And that helped me, but it didn't teach me anything about credit. So I was if I'm being if I'm being honest and I'm being clear and I'm really thinking about this, I was afraid of credit. Uh, I, I, I. I shunned away from it. So I never I never really thought about getting credit. And then by the time I, I did, I messed around and ruined my credit. Because I did not have an education on credit. 
And so with that, and then you, because a lot of things, even you think about money as far as taxes, no one, the idea was specifically in the, if you could say, you call it poverty mindset, you can call it a, uh, and low socioeconomic mindset, the idea, me, me, and this is all probably in time in the military, my idea is that I want to get money back, I want to get money back, I want to get money back. But the reality of taxes is what you really want to do is break even. You don't want to owe them anything, and you don't want to, this is as it goes to the government, you don't want to owe them anything, and you, they shouldn't owe you anything. Because when you, when they, they're paying you back, not for, uh, they're not rewarding you, they're giving you what they owe you. That means you overpaid them and you gave them an interest-free loan. And so, so even that, the idea is that, and that's not until I begin to talk, talk about money and taxes with my friends. And then they begin to say the hope, the, the hope is to break even, to, that, you, that you are at zero. Uh, and so with that, you, that, that is the, kind of the goal is that you are at zero. And that's how, but once again, because, I, because we don't talk about money in our community, and it, like you even think of that, it's one of those things that you just kind of stay, stay away from. You don't ask the person how much they make, how much this costs, how much that costs. And, 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 it, and it, it's for several reasons. But once again, these are things that we're not, we don't talk about. But if we're supposed to be this village and we're supposed to be dependent on each other, if, if, the, the strong is supposed to bear the firmness of the weak. How can they? They don't know the weaknesses. They don't know you. We 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 are down. And how how the wise how the the unwise are going to learn from the wise? Because Proverbs tells us to chase wisdom and to, to seek wisdom. And and it's not your wisdom is not only going to come from a book. Sometimes it comes from someone that's been through something. Somebody that has somebody that has that's not afraid of money. Because when you become when you grow up afraid of credit, when you grow grow up afraid of when you operate in the sense of afraid of being broke. You still not. You still don't understand how money works. There's a scripture. I want to pull it up. I do not want to. Uh, this just came to me. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm googling it. Uh, I want to make sure I say it right. And it, it, and it says. And I want to give it to you. And uh, hopefully, I'll come back and put this in the the video. And the, the there's a there's a proverb that says. No, actually, it's, it's Ecclesiastes, uh, and it's uh, Ecclesiastes. To uh, 10 and 19, and it says, But money is, is at, at a feast is made for laughter, and wine makes merry, but money answers everything. That is the new King James. But how I read how I knew it in my head is money answered all things. And so, but if, if that's the confession, how do we deal with that? That's Ecclesiastes 10 and 19, I believe I said. Ecclesiastes 10 and 19, yeah. So, where it says, Money answers all things, but how can I? How can I understand that? How can I approach that if I don't, if I have a, I don't have a, not just a healthy respect of money, but a healthy understanding of money, of how money works within inside of our community, within my society. If I don't understand how, uh, how, how it operates and how to maneuver it, how, not just how to get it, but how, and not just how to, to, to keep it, but how it works, how taxes work. How, how, where does your dollars go? And these are conversations. These are things that we have to have within our community. And I'm now I told you I start off within the black community, but it's not just in the black community. This is the conversation that we have to have in our church. If we are going to be uh, members of this society and we're going to affect change and, and impact through the, the, the working of the gospel, through the preaching of the gospel. But we cannot escape that even when we're preaching the gospel, there's certain practicalities where that we should be able to provide help for those. But if 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 someone is coming trying to understand, but we don't have any wisdom and knowledge to give it to them, or we're so much in our uh, our, our 
our igloos. We're so much in our, our, our bunkers, our isolated bunkers, that no one can come to us. And we can't give anything. The scripture I used last week, and we're talking about the uh, the church in Acts, and one of the things that they, they, they said is that, that they, they pulled everything together and they had everything coming. No one had a need. And the only way to no one have a need is to break loose of this idea that I'm supposed to live in this tent. I'm supposed to live in this, this igloo. I'm supposed to live in this bunker that isolates me from everyone because no one can get any of the wisdom and knowledge that I have. Or I can't get the wisdom and knowledge because I'm living. And so imagine, once again, think about this village mindset. If it takes a village to raise a child. And it takes a village to raise a community. It takes a village to raise a church. It takes a village to raise raise people's faith. And, and and because we do not talk about these things, and these are this is another thing that we're going to talk about over the course of this time, uh, of yeah, over 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 the course of the the rest of the year as we talk about money, and I, I want to bring other people on here to talk about money. Because I don't have all knowledge. I don't have all wisdom. I, I'll do some research. I do those things. But there's going to be people that have more wisdom, more knowledge than I ever would have. Uh, and then, so finally, we talk about food. And I think about food because food used to be that, like, everyone deals with food. Uh, but even if we think about our health and we think about what is necessary for our, for our, uh, our well-being, once again, when it comes to our health, we are very isolated. We isolate ourselves from it. We don't talk about it. And a lot of times, we, when we even we think about food, is that all our memory, a lot of our memories, a lot of things that we do comes with food. Like we think about, uh, I was reading, I read a tweet uh, by one of my friends that said that uh, one of the, they were retweeting something, and they basically said is stop, stop making all dates center around food. And then the per, my friend responded to the tweet and was saying that, well, a lot of people align big big things with food. If you think about even like your holiday weekends is food. You think about, uh, you think about Thanksgiving, that's a big meal. Christmas, still a big meal. You think about Labor Day and Fourth of July and Memorial Day, we're cooking out on the grill and all those different things. All these food ideas, but because once again, we, we, we do not talk about how to live a healthy life. We don't, we don't, and we, once again, we, we isolate ourselves when we, we're struggling with weight loss. And the fact is that if you think about the, the, the people that are successful in their weight loss, their weight loss, they did it in, in group settings. They did it with, whether it's uh, P90X or they did the Zumba, they did the, uh, what is the big thing right now? Uh, it comes to me in a second. And they, they, uh, they, they, they did all these things that came as a group uh, this, this this group mindset of, of fitness, and so what we're breaking without with with the purpose of these this next ser- this series of podcasts that we're about to, to to launch and I'm introducing is the purpose of this is really to to get back to community. Last week I was talking about community and uh, to get back to the community. considered uh, taboo, talk about things that have been hidden, talk about things that we just literally ha- did not talk about in our families and our structures. And so I think that, if, for instance, if you live in a, my my god brother and his wife, uh, Ron and uh, Kali, uh, they are 
they are they are they are athletes. They are athletes, 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 and so they do a lot of fitness. So I I know that they're gonna have a lot of discussion with their children when it comes about about healthiness and about working out and things that they it doesn't mean that they all get thing right because we all like a slice of bacon every now and then but they, but they, but they, because of they 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 have a healthy respect but also a healthy knowledge of it they can now pass that down and i i have friends that that are that are really my one of my my line brothers uh, zach uh he is uh he is in finance and so i know that when he gets to 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 begin to raise his son and and he's under he's at the age of better understanding he is not going to be afraid to talk finance and pour money into him and i'm sure that people that are living in the sex positive families and people that are, are sex psychologists and psychiatrists and things of that nature sex therapists they they are going to raise their children to be open and under, because they have this wisdom but we have this wisdom we have to pour it but we have to deal with the fact that there's some there's some family that have shied away from this, not because that they, they don't want to teach them, they don't have the knowledge and wisdom to teach them. And we as, as believers, we as, as a family of believers, we as, as, as the church have a responsibility to help help them where they don't have that wisdom. But how can we help them if we don't, if we're not open to talking about it? But how can we help them if we do not acknowledge that we have that wisdom? So it's time to break this point, the point of this podcast to break these taboos. To, to break the silence. And as we go along in the Barnabas Speaks podcast, we're going to break the silence of some other things. Uh, and this is the direction I believe God has me going in. Uh, and so uh, we're going to break the silence about it as it pertains to some of these, these family secrets when it comes to molestation, when it comes to, to rape and statutory rape. We're going, to, we're going to hit on these things, but right now we're going to talk about sex, money, and food. So if you if this is your first time listening to the Barnabas Peace Podcast, the reason why we call it the Barnabas Peace Podcast is uh, the nickname is given to me by my brother, Kevin Hill, Elder Kevin Hill, who I mentioned earlier. And he said, you have the Barnabas spirit. And I had to look it up. And Barnabas means the son of encouragement uh, to, to, to encourage. And so that's where I, 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 I that's where this comes from. because I just want to encourage you. I want to empower you. I want to empower you to live in God's will. I want to empower you to have the wisdom that God has freely given. James tells us that if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God and it shall be given freely unto them. So my, 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 my hope, my desire is to open up this lane for wisdom for this, this, this discussion. And so we're going to tackle some things, but right now we're going to talk about sex, money, and food, and we're going to talk talk about it broad in, in a broad sense. I'm really praying, and God will open up some doors to where we can bring some people that are experts on here. Uh, I don't have that yet, so if you're listening, you know someone that that has this expertise, and they don't mind. I don't have any. I don't have at this point. We're not at the point to where I can to to pay people to come on the podcast, but. We'll pray that one day we get there, but I just want to, um, if, if you're open to your, and you want to talk about it, or maybe you're not an expert, but you want to have a discussion and you want to have a discussion on the podcast, reach out to me. So if you want to, uh, to be part of that, you can reach me 
at, uh, I'm sorry, you can reach me at Cloyd Brown. That's Cloyd.s.brown at gmail.com. Cloyd.s.brown at gmail.com. Uh, additionally, if you have any, uh, if you want to reach out to me on social media, I am Cloyd Brown on all of my, my platforms on Twitter at Cloyd Brown, on Facebook, Cloyd Brown, and on Instagram at Cloyd Brown. So if you want to reach out to me, uh, definitely reach out. Uh, I thank you for listening now watching another episode of the Barnaby Speaks podcast. I pray this has been a blessing to you. This has been one of our shortest ones, but we're going to get into this. Um, I'm praying and preparing. I'm ready to just tackle this subject. I got some surprises for you, and hopefully this this, this series blesses you because we're going to talk about it. Sex, money, and food. We're going to tackle it. We're going to hit it. And, uh, once again, remember, uh, tell your friends, share this podcast. If you're on uh, I. If you're on iTunes, subscribe. If you're on Google Play, which I think has gone now to kind of YouTube, then I have to, have to look into that. Uh, if you're on there, uh, definitely subscribe. Subscribe, like, give me five-star rating if this has been a blessing to you. Uh, so we can get this podcast out there. If you believe that this has been a blessing, I don't normally do this, but if you believe this podcast has been a blessing, tell your friends, uh, subscribe to the podcast, share this podcast, share this YouTube channel, whatever it may be. I, I pray for your support. I pray. I'm thankful for your support. And I just, I, I, I'm thankful that for those that listen faithfully, I'm grateful. God bless you. We're going to tackle it. Sex, money, and food. And remember, never let your, your independence rob you. Independence on God. God bless you. God love you.